Hi, we're Ellen Taylor, and we're here to join you on your journey from pregnancy to birth, postpartum, and beyond. Here on the podcast, you'll get interviews with birth and parenting professionals, birth stories, and educational episodes to get you feeling confident, supported, and empowered on your journey to and through parenting. Welcome to Birth Reimagined. Hi, I'm Elle Kennedy, a birth photographer and doula based in Orange County, California, and I use she, her pronouns. Today, I have Yana Smolensky on the podcast with me today. Yana, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Yana, you're a birth photographer and a doula, too. I am. <laughs> so, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? What's your background and, you know, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Germany. I came over here. Um, it's been 11 years now. Um, and... I uh, started out with getting my master's at, um, at a university here in, in the U- U.S. Um, in school counseling, but then I never became a school counselor, and I met my husband, and I stayed over here, and um, after the birth of our first um, child, I started being a doula, and then after that, I started to, to become a uh, birth photographer just by going to births and taking my camera and taking pictures. Nice. That's so awesome. So what is it about birth that has always lit your fire? Like, what are you most passionate about? Well, actually, actually, before I had my first, I had no idea about anything like pregnancy wise, birth wise. I, I just had no idea. And then um, I went to take a Bradley class and um, just kind of like read more about it and kind of got into it as I was pregnant. And then um, my birth did not turn out the way that I wanted it to. <laughs> so it's just like the the usual story you hear with doulas is um, them getting into the birth work um, after their first or their second or whatever, because they did yeah. not have the, the experience they wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah, same here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, and so that's, that's kind of how I got into it. Like it just all of a sudden was like everything to me, like so fascinating, like just how our bodies work and do all, you know, all those things just by themselves. And um, that's how I got into it. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so one of the things we wanted to talk about today was birth photography specifically, because a lot of people don't realize that it's even a thing. And a lot of people don't realize until hindsight after their first or even their second birth that like, oh, I wish that I would have known to get a birth photographer. That definitely was the Mm -hmm. case for me. Um, You know, my first child, I was like, I don't want anybody taking pictures of anything. Like what this is like, this is private. (laughs) I don't want like, no, nobody needs to see any of this. And um, I had a friend there with me and she took a couple cell phone pictures, especially like right after my daughter was born. And looking back, like those are like those are such precious photos, like of of us meeting her and bonding with her for that first time. And and again, totally. like when I when I had my second kiddo, I didn't even think like to ask her birth photographer. I mean, we had other things going on, like medically going on with with my second child. Mm-hmm. Um, so our birth experience was going to look a lot different to begin with. But like, yeah, it didn't even occur to me that like I would want a birth photographer and that birth did not go well um I talk I talk about it in episode Mm -hmm. four of the podcast where I share my birth story and like we fired my OB in the delivery room and like it was a whole mess (laughs) um but like in hindsight yeah yeah, that's a big part of like why I got into all of this is like I don't want other people to go through what I went through and if they do go through something like those images would have been so healing for me and like so like like helped me gain closure 
you know, I don't know if you feel that way too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With my first, it was very similar um, where I I didn't even know about birth photography at that point. Like I said, I I didn't really know anything. Um, And the only pictures I have of that birth are in the OR, uh, like two pictures that the nurse took of um, her like out, like being all wrapped up in my husband's arms and stuff. And that's it. And if I had had more pictures, maybe I would have processed the birth a little bit better. Um, I would have just remembered more. And yeah. I, you know, especially now after it's been, it's been five, five and a half years. And I don't remember that much, of it, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then with my second, I wanted pictures, but then um, the person that I wanted to take pictures forgot and helped me supported me through the birth instead and obviously I was in labor I didn't care so then in the end you know I didn't I didn't really get a lot of pictures either just my husband took a couple of like shaky (laughs) shaky ones and yeah again like I treasure them even though they're really bad pictures um yeah yeah and so just you know going from there with my third I decided I want you know a professional birth photographer to take pictures of my birth and I am so happy I did Oh, that's so awesome. I love that. Like, I'm I'm part of, like, several birth photography groups on Facebook. And, like, oh, my gosh, the images they post on there are so powerful and mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like, before having kids, I would have been like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. But, like, afterward, like, looking back, I'm just like, no, like, this is, this is that, like, I am woman, hear me roar, like, captured in a photo. Like, there's so much love and mm-hmm. power and it's just it is amazing I, I know I and I see it that way but a lot of people don't and you know a lot of people are um they think oh it's gross it's disgusting nobody should see that like I've just I don't know if you if, you're, if you've heard about this but a couple of weeks ago one of the birth photography contests um had their winners um, announced like online and uh-huh. it was just a whole bunch of comments in that direction of like, this is gross. Nobody should have to see that. And it was even like an LND nurse on there saying, yeah, it's gross. I see this every day. I'm like, I what? did see that. Then what are you doing in that field? I know. What are you doing? You need to switch jobs like right now. <laughs> it's what it, like, I get it. Some people like don't want crowning photos. That's fine. There are other ways to capture the baby being born without actual like you know full frontal shots (laughs) like there's so many beautiful creative ways to not just take those photos but also to edit those photos on the back end I know a lot of these photographers do some creative editing to you know to capture the emotion you know especially in like hospital births Mm -hmm. and you know if there's a hospital birth and the mother might be hooked up to an IV or there's monitors in the background and like the way they edit the background to really draw the focus mm-hmm. in on the yeah. birthing person the experience the baby the partner the support there the love there rather than you know it's it's documentary style mixed with art and it's really cool yeah, exactly it is not about the crowning shots you no know? it's not about the baby coming out and seeing all the all the stuff that you know some people just don't want to see I get that but that's not what it's about it's about no. really capturing the experience no some of my favorite like yes there are some really cool crowning shots that being said <laughs> I know they're all artistically done yes it's the ones that are artistically done that are really cool like yeah but 
but really cool. I just saw somebody had shared um, a whole gallery of images in there and they had this whole series where the mother was laboring in a shower and it was so cool. Like every single shot from the shower section of the gallery was so artistically done. Like, you know, she's standing outside the shower and it's this glass, you know, glass shower door and the mom's handprint like and like all around mm-hmm. it is all steam yeah. and you just see the handprint and like just this kind of gauzy outline of her laboring in the tub and like she you know she took other mm-hmm. shots where like you can like she's looking right down the edge of of the shower door so you see inside the shower and you see her partner on the outside of the shower supporting her and like I'm just like these are so cool like these are things that you know you don't you don't get to play around with like artistic shots so much when you're doing like a family photo session or like a maternity session like so so many like you look up maternity photos and like they're all the same like it's all the same poses and the same styles of clothing yes they can be done very artistically but they are you know I mean you're 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 basically stuck with a woman with a pregnant belly you just have to you know pose her so it's artistic and that can be done but at a birth you just have you have the stages all the stages of labor they all you know symbolize different things um there's different emotions there's different connections with the people in the room yeah there's all the energy in the room you know everything is just you know leads to different artistic expressions throughout the entire thing what I love about it is you're capturing a story Right. So like I like the maternity session, yes, you are honoring a stage in somebody's life, a phase in somebody's life. But a lot of mm-hmm. times there's not a whole lot of story being told in that session. Usually it's, you know, I want to make sure I honor, you know, the fact that I'm, you know, this fertility goddess and I'm bringing life into the world. And like, that's, that's the story. But like, it's, it's not super personal a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And I love that that with birth photography and and I mean this is why I love lifestyle documentary photography I love photographing kids birthday parties for the same reason like I <laughs> it's yeah. I love jumping in and like not knowing what's going to happen and going with the flow and like I know some photographers hate that they're like oh I don't want to like I want to know exactly what settings I'm going to use when I walk into the setting and like just turn my camera on and know exactly what I'm going to do and like how the light's going to look and I'm like no, I want the challenge. Like I photographed kids in a bounce house one time. Like I was sitting in the corner of the bounce house photographing kids jumping around and like mm-hmm. that was not ideal conditions. <laughs> like I'm being bounced around and like the blue and red of the inside of the bounce house is like reflecting on their skin. So like I'm having to like try and color edit afterwards. Yeah. But like it was so much fun and the kids loved it. They thought it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Like they were so happy and, and you like, capture the emotion more than more than the per- perfection of the moment you capture the emotion yeah you just a joy on people's faces it's just a different yeah. kind of photography and that's that's you know that's what birth photography most of the time is you just capture emotion yeah yeah like it's, yeah I love that it's documentary style you're capturing what's actually happening in those moments the mm-hmm. real feelings real and life not just yeah yeah, it's not just like, oh, stand and smile, look at the camera, you know, trying uh-huh. to get a kid's attention uh-huh. to look and things like that. So it's just, 
yeah, it's very different, but I love it. <laughs> um, totally. So in your experience, what are some of the benefits of birth photography? Well, I mean, first of all, like, like we said earlier, it kind of just tells your birth story. A lot of people love telling their birth stories to people. Um, they, you know, write them down. They maybe tell them every, every year on their child's birthday. It's just, a, they get, you know, this memory of this, this big, important, transcendental, like, experience that is, can be life-altering, like, in my case, it was. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and with, with images to go along with that story, it's just a whole different dimension that gets put on top of that, where you see yourself the way you looked, which kind of puts you back in the moment. You can, like, feel the exact moment that you were in, the feelings that you felt, um like that's that's what happens to me when I look at my pictures when I when I see my video it just puts me right back in the in the moment and it's really like it's such a such an experience to relive that that whole birth story from the you know beginning to the end like I I wouldn't want to miss it yeah (laughs) yeah especially because like um I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I have what's called aphantasia. I don't have visual memory. So if I close my eyes and I try to bring up images of the past or try to picture somebody's face, it's like a blank TV screen. I see nothing. Mm. Um, and it's not wow. super common, but that's actually um, it's actually a big part of why I'm drawn to photography is it helps me capture yeah. moments that that I can't, you know, I can't close my eyes and picture what my kids looked like when they uh-huh. were little. I remember I remember the day um so Teddy when Teddy was born Teddy had black hair and it all fell out and it all grew back blonde. And so for the first couple of years of Teddy's life Teddy was blonde. And I remember I was sitting at the park and Teddy was probably like 3 maybe 3 and a half. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I, you know, Teddy, Teddy's blonde. And Jeremy was blonde when he was little. And I look over and I realize Teddy has brown hair. And I was like, when did that happen? Like, because my brain, like, never <laughs> yeah. caught up with the fact that their uh-huh. hair color had, like, just naturally changed. And, like, I just had it stuck in yeah, my head. Wow. Like, te- like, as a fact, Teddy has blonde hair. And, like, then I look over uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, my kid uh-huh. doesn't have blonde hair. Like, at all. Like, at all. <laughs> So for me, yeah, it's, it's like you integrate, integrate um, different, different memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's literally, it was like, I've memorized facts. So like if my kid got lost and somebody asked me to describe them, I full on would have said my kid has blonde hair. And like, it was just a very sobering moment to look over mm-hmm. and be like, oh crap. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So- my, my kids did the same thing. They came out with long black hair and then it fell out and now they're the blondest kids ever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so what one of the other things we kind of mentioned earlier was also like the the catharsis and the healing process that these photos can help with of, mm-hmm. of just coming to terms with the reality of the birth you experienced versus the birth you wanted or hoped to experience. Yeah, that that's another thing I was I was going to mention next is that that's a way to help you process process uh, possibly you know traumatic experience you know you look at the pictures you kind of get put back in the moment you get to kind of work through that while Mm -hmm. you you know while you look at the material from a safe space exactly yeah 
And I mean, even if it's a beautiful, wonderful birth, there could still be parts that, you know, maybe the birth didn't go exactly how you wanted. I know, you know, my first child, Charlotte, I I was convinced I was going to have a water birth. And I didn't. I ended up getting out of the tub and not wanting to be in the tub. But it's one of those things that I was like, oh, like, you know, I, I kind of wish that I had, st- you know, had had stayed in the water. I wish I would have had a water birth. And like looking back, like even that little thing, like her birth was so wonderful. I don't have any like regrets or any trauma around it, but it's still, you know, it's little things like that that that, you know, you can still process and move on and come to accept and you know just for exactly what it was Mm -hmm. yeah so another benefit I see is that by sharing um those birth pictures and videos um we get to normalize birth yeah and just show people like those people who you know put those comments in 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 the um underneath the the birth pictures that it's it's you know it's not <laughs> disgusting it's not gross I mean sure there's you know there's all sorts of bodily fluids and to some people that's not you know <laughs> that's not what they want to see but birth is just so powerful beautiful and normal it's you know it's just having a baby everybody's done it uh, who has kids and yeah. that's how we survive that's how we have lived for <laughs> I don't even know how long centuries <laughs> That's how every single one of us came into the world. <laughs> exactly. That's how we're here. So to call that process gross is just, you know, if you look at those pictures, that's that's not what it is. Then, yeah. you know, by, by calling it gross, you're basically just calling yourself out for something. Yeah. I think um, another benefit can be added accountability in the birth room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I've seen some providers, caregivers kind of um, try to keep birth photographers out of the room. They don't want them taking pictures, you know, during procedures or when they're in the room or of them. And like, to me, that says, what are you doing that you're trying to hide? What is it that you're worried that I'm going to take a picture of that you don't want known? Um, Especially Mm -hmm. because my second birth was so traumatic. I I kind of come to it with a little bit of a skeptical, like, hmm, what's going on here type of view. And like, maybe that's just me being a little jaded. But, but again, that can, even if just having somebody, you know, there with a camera present can maybe hold people a little bit more accountable. People tend to act a little bit better and behave a little bit nicer when they know that somebody's watching or that somebody's there. And we see that, you know, even just having a doula in the Mm -hmm. room or having, you know, somebody other than just the birthing person and their partner in the room can offer that accountability as well. Mm -hmm. So this is a question Taylor had asked and wanted us to kind of discuss um, about different types of birth photography. So are there different types of birth photography, like, you know, the way that we see like lifestyle photography or uh, versus like studio photography? So what are your thoughts or your take on it? Well, I don't think there's different types so much as there's different styles, because, I mean, obviously you are shooting birth (laughs) and um, you're kind of limited with where you do this and, (laughs) um, you know, what kind of lighting there is and stuff like that. So I think the style um, makes a big difference um, from photographer to photographer. Some 
uh, like to shoot, like like me, like to shoot a little more close up and just kind of focus on the emotion and the connection um, and the expressions um, that are happening in the moment. And others really like to capture the scene, um, the scenery, the setup, um, all mm -hmm. the people that are there and like to just kind of zoom out a little bit more. Um, and um, then there's the issue, I'll call it issue. Um, some people like to shoot with uh, flash and others don't. Mm -hmm. Me, for example, I like to be as unobtrusive as I can. And even though most people, when they're in labor, they don't even notice a flash. Mm -hmm. I still like to not use flash personally, just because I like the way that the pictures look if there's just natural light there, because that mm -hmm. reminds me more of that's exactly what it was like in the moment. Yeah. Like, I just did not have more light than this. And that's just how it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's just different styles and different editing styles, too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, I mean, the best way to think about style versus like, I mean, it's it's documentary photography. Mm -hmm. So you don't get a whole lot of say of what the setup is or what the background looks like or mm -hmm. you know who's yeah. in what shot you just kind of have to roll with it and be artistic within the confines of the reality of the situation um yeah and I mean as far as like style goes like for editing like there you know I tend to be more on the light and airy side when I do um like lifestyle photography or you know some you know maternity sessions and things like that I tend to err more on the light and airy side and I know some photographers really like you know the darker moodier side and like with birth photography I feel That's like me. <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel like within birth <laughs> photography you can kind of really run the gamut even with a single photographer just based on what the lighting and the setup of each space was mm -hmm. you know it would be really hard mm -hmm. to shoot dark and moody in my house because all of our furniture is white <laughs> like you know we did so like if I had a home birth here like we have white floors we have like light pale yeah. walls and like all our furniture is white like it would just be real hard to to make that dark and moody but you know on the other side it'd be real hard to do a light and airy session if somebody's doing a home birth in you know, a home that has dark furniture and it's the middle of the night and all you have is a couple twinkle lights or some candles lighting the room. You just can't, mm -hmm. you can't force mm -hmm. it to be what it's not. Mm -hmm. But that's, I don't know. Yeah, that's or, kind or of just like... simply the, the, just simply the choice of like where to stand and like from mm -hmm. what angle to shoot, like those are all the photographer's choices in the moment that are just going to yeah. vary from, from person to person. Yeah. So how do you balance being a birth photographer and a doula? Um, do you take on, you know, I, I've heard the term, you know, doula tog before. So how do you balance being a birth photographer and a doula at the same time? Yeah, like the, the doula tog name, that's primarily what I'm trying to go for is I would like mm -hmm. to do both at the same time um, as much as I can. Um, and with my clients, what I what I tell them when we first meet is that I, if you hire me for um, to be your doula and your photographer, I'm your doula first. So if, for example, you are holding my hands and you're pushing and you're looking me right in the eye and do not let go of me, then I cannot go grab my camera from across the room right now. So I will stay right. with you in the moments and finish what I'm doing until 
you are, you know, ready to let go of me. Yeah. And then I go and get my camera. <laughs> so basically yeah. that's kind of how I work that in. I try to capture um, what happens in each stage and each phase of the of the labor and the birth so that I can tell the entire story from from beginning from when I get there until the end so mm -hmm. until postpartum um but you know if you hire me as your doula I'm going to be your doula <laughs> yeah and also tell your birth story yeah in pictures yeah yeah, I mean, ideally, I would say it would be great if everybody could hire a doula and a birth photographer separately. I know during mm -hmm. COVID, it's incredibly difficult because most places are only allowing one extra support person if they're allowing an extra support person at all. Um, right. And and feasibly, some families won't be able to hire both. So hiring someone who can serve as both doula and photographer at the same time is kind of a nice way to to get the experience of both without having, you know, the price tag that comes with two people being on call instead of just the one person being on call. And you, and you just don't have to have another person at your birth yes. if that's not what you want. Uh, you know, some yeah. people don't mind having a lot of people at their birth, but some people, you just, they just don't want to. They want to have their partner. They want to have their care provider. And then, you know, yeah. maybe one other person who is, you know, doing maybe both, both jobs yeah. at the same time. Yeah, for me, I would say... Um, you know, I would sit down with clients and ask them, you know, what is your priority? Is your priority to mm -hmm. have me there as your doula or is your priority to have me there as your photographer and kind of go from mm -hmm. there? But again, like if in the moment, if you say, oh, you know, my priority is for you to be my photographer. But if in the moment you need me right there by your side, helping you through each contraction, that's I'm I'm going to put your priority on what yeah. you need in the moment. <laughs> rather than uh -huh. you know even uh -huh. if, if your preference might be you know you're you can't you can't always anticipate what you're going to need in the moment ahead of time <laughs> exactly so that's kind of like the calls that we have to make in the moment as yeah. the professionals so how do you balance life with three kids while being on call <laughs> it's uh, not easy always um I'm very lucky to have my husband uh, working from home, especially now during the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. Before that, it was a little more tricky because he, um, you know, used to go to work um, at the office, but I could always call him and be like, hey, I've, I've, got, I've got to go to a birth soon or right now, so you got to come home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he would be able to work from home then until I, you know, get back. So it, it's, you know, it's, it's doable, but you definitely have to have that support network. If not, then it's going to be real, real hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, even before I became a birth photographer and a doula, I used to be that support network. I have two other, um, two of my very close friends are both doulas and I would be the person that they would call if their husbands were at work and couldn't come home mm -hmm. to take the kids. They'd be like, Hey, can you come watch my kids? I gotta go. My husband will be home at this time. And like, that's, you know, so I was on call for them when, when they were on call. I think a lot of people don't realize that doulas and birth photographers the birth professionals that on-call life like we're on call from 37 weeks to 42 weeks and and some doulas and birth photographers will be on call even before that it, it really just depends um mm -hmm. the 37 to 42 is pretty normal um pretty normal range but that's five weeks that's five weeks that they can't plan vacations they can't go out of town they can't mm -hmm. take spontaneous trips you can't get drunk <laughs> you 
because you have to be on call to be able to yeah drive you have to be available notice, you know yeah, yeah exactly you uh-huh. get a call you get a call yeah you can't live your life just morning. like ed- anybody else yeah you get that call at three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning if you know if you didn't go to sleep early enough then you just you get your bags you go and you know it might be a six-hour birth it might be a 30-hour birth you you never know what you're walking into Mm -hmm. so you know I think I think you know that on-call lifestyle is is a lot different than what people think about you know they a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. realize they they don't even think about that that's not something yeah yeah, that's not something that they think about when they think of okay I'm gonna have somebody there at the birth they don't think about them they think about themselves which they should but yeah absolutely that's kind of what we need to talk to them about in the um, interviews and the prenatals just to kind of give them um, an idea of what they're getting not just letting them know what to expect but also you know what you're giving up to do this job Mm -hmm. admittedly job that we love or we wouldn't be doing it like I don't know who would sign up to be on call if they didn't love doing it but Mm -hmm. you know it's setting up those expectations early I think is really important to making sure that that they're respecting your time and your you know personal life as well exactly (laughs) so even though you know we've been talking about birth photography this whole time we probably still have some listeners who don't even really fully understand what birth photography is or what to expect or when we come and you know what it is we're doing so do you want to kind of share you know your perspective of of what that looks like yeah so a birth photographer um kind of works very similarly to what a, a doula um does so we are on call like you you said earlier um from around you know 37 38 weeks to 42 um so that's pretty much the exact same thing we usually meet with our with our client um at least once ahead of time just to kind of you know do a consultation what what do you want what do you not want what is your vision um, what kind of style, you know, <laughs> what, what, what pictures would you like me to get for you? Um, mm-hmm. And also checking in, what is your birth plan? Right. That, that gives us a lot of information. You know, mm-hmm. are we walking into a home birth? Is it a hospital birth? Sure. What do we need to know ahead of time? Sure. So we know the setting and can mm-hmm. be prepared for what's going to happen. Um, and then, yeah, we, we go to the birth. We usually come in, you know, the active stage, which is kind of the same as a doula so that we can capture that um that phase if we go too early then you know we might just be there for a really long long early labor phase (laughs) might even have to go back home um so we try to get that early um that active labor stage um and then yeah shoot from there until um i usually stay about an hour or two after um to get some postpartum moments um you know with the baby get maybe the um the newborn exam and you know the weighing of the baby and all of those Mm -hmm. things captured um and yeah and then um the duration of how long it takes for for my clients to get the pictures like it it just uh, depends I think on the photographer Uh, myself I like to give myself uh, like two to four weeks to -hmm. deliver my gallery um but I usually have about 100 and 150 pictures for my clients. Um, again, telling the entire birth story from when I get there until right before I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Through that, that golden hour 
phase where you know you get the first nursing shots and the baby getting to be all snuggly and Mm -hmm. all of those those little details of like the little scrunched up toes (laughs) (laughs) yep yep yeah so what are some common things that people either really want to make sure they get photos of or some people are on the fence like you kind of get like they either love them or hate them shots Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what everybody kind of wants is the the baby coming out shots. And then, you know, the baby being lifted or them picking their baby up and putting on, on their chest, you know, that kind of moment mm-hmm. um, is kind of what everybody wants. And then the afterwards, the snuggling with the baby and, you know, the little, all the little details and that. Um, but uh, what not everybody is <laughs> super keen on are, you know, the crowning shots, the very, very intimate um shots of baby coming out from underneath Mm -hmm. um and I totally understand that you know some people are just a little more um modest what's the word yeah modest about that and some aren't and so that's something that you definitely have to discuss with your client ahead of time just so that you can make sure you you're standing in the right spot and not like right in front of the (laughs) in front of the vulva yeah yeah and sometimes you don't have a choice sometimes you're up by their shoulder even if you'd like to be somewhere else yeah exactly you you don't have that chance even if it's something they're interested in and that's where I tell my clients ahead of time like I'm going to try my hardest to get the shots that you would like but I can't guarantee if I'm at the hospital and I'm like pushed into a corner somewhere because there's like um, 10 people in the room then I might not get the shot that you want because that's just not possible Yeah. I mean, even in home births, if they're laboring in a birth tub and they're on their hands and knees, you're not going to get that crowning Mm -hmm. shot because you're not going to stick your camera under the water between their legs as baby's coming out. Like it's Mm -hmm. just not, it's not feasible. Um, And also, you know, a lot of people who labor at home, they give birth in the bathroom where the space is very limited and it's usually the birthing person and their partner and the midwife all in the space mm-hmm. already and then you add you in t- on top of it trying to yeah you know get any shots at all and then you're somewhere you know. in the corner yeah yep yeah <laughs> and you're, you're gonna you know you try to make the best of it and you try to get yeah. a good angle but you know it's not always exactly the one that the client may have anticipated or wanted yeah yeah but you do the best you can um some exactly. other shots that I would say some people either you know love them or hate them is placenta shots Some people Mm -hmm. are fascinated by it and they love it. I've seen pictures of midwives, you know, showing the placenta to the birthing person or even to the older siblings. The Um, kids, yes. Yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh. My my all-time favorite birth shot was um, a sibling. It was the mom was doing a home water birth. And the little girl was so excited. Like her face was totally lit up as mom was having this baby. And it was just like, oh, she's a future birth mm-hmm. worker. It's happening. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And that's how we normalize birth, right? For our, for our next generations. Just yeah. like, you know, just showing them, like showing my, my little girls how their brother was born at home. You know, of course, they were a little bit like scared for me because there was some blood and stuff. But it's totally normalized for them now because this is this is how he was born and it was at home and everybody's happy and yeah Yeah. I I love it (laughs) yeah I have no plans to have another one but if you know for whatever reason if I did have another one I've considered surrogacy um I would want a home birth I you know I've Mm -hmm done a birth center I've done a hospital ready for home birth (laughs) trifecta (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah I think 
you know, I think it's so cool when we can normalize that and just yeah. teach the next generation that that normal physiological birth is is normal that that this is how it works and that it doesn't it doesn't have to be scary and traumatizing this is something we talk about all the time on the podcast so uh-huh. my, our listeners are probably just like yeah yeah, yeah. we've heard this before but <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't have to be what our society and our culture you know instills in us of this fearful traumatic thing it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that yeah, and I think that's what birth photography, um, the medium, helps with is just to put it out there for people to see. Like, is this what birth can look like? Did yours look like this? Is this what you want for your next one? You know, you can have yeah. it. Just go for it. Yeah, I know. My first one, I decided on a birth center because I was terrified of being in a hospital. I have really bad anxiety with needles, and I didn't want an IV, and I didn't even want. I didn't even want an epidural to be an option. Like I was so terrified of like that idea, but I also was like, I live in an apartment. I don't want to have a home birth. Like what if I'm loud? Like, you know, I was so scared of that. And like in hindsight, I'm just like, I should have just done it anyway. Like, what are, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? Nothing. Like (laughs) nothing, (laughs) (laughs) nothing. They're not going to do anything. So like, I don't know. Like it's, it's that like embarrassment that I had to move past and like now I'm like I don't care if I live in an apartment or a house or whatever like if I had another one I'd do home birth yeah just because you you, I think we've done some work on normalizing it right yeah exactly yeah Yeah, exactly I've I've been I've it's all normal to me now it's not it's not scary it's not embarrassing it's not shameful it's just this is literally how life is created (laughs) it's just birth I love it (laughs) I want that on a shirt just it's just birth whatever it's just birth <laughs> oh, I yeah that. I mean I've, I I attend free births and that's kind of how how that happens it's the baby comes out everybody's happy you know yeah yeah I I don't know if I would free birth um so for our listeners free birthing is where uh you're not attended by a midwife or an OB of any kind you just do do it on your own Um, my reasoning for not doing it is more the paperwork side. We had to do a lot of extra paperwork because Mm -hmm. my daughter was born at the birth center and like, you have to prove parenthood and like, there's just a couple extra hoops to jump through and Mm -hmm. like the paperwork side of things is very overwhelming. That's that's the hardest part about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's like the paperwork of like... (laughs) She didn't have a social security number until she was like a year old because like I didn't do the paperwork for her. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we just got ours. We just got ours for a 10-month-old. Yep, yep. And I'm just like that the jumping mm-hmm. through hoops is more of the issue for me than anything else. I'm like I could totally free birth if it ends up happening whatever, like I'll go for it, but like I just don't want to jump through the extra hoops. <laughs> So, Yana, what is your dream for the birth community? um, Yeah, it's basically just for people to change their perception of birth um, from, you know, just a shift from seeing birth as this dramatic, um, scary, painful events that we need to be saved from um, and see it as a, you know, like a normal, beautiful you know, possibly transcendental event that, you know, again, happens <laughs> without yeah. any medical intervention most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that will just make our world a lot um, 
you know, just different from the start, you know, just how babies get born has an, I think has an impact on who we are as people. And just seeing it as normal. Yeah. Just seeing it as normal, I think just creates a a really good trajectory from the, from the get-go. Oh, I love that. Um, so Yana, what is one thing you're going to do for yourself this coming week? Um, hmm. I think I might meet up with a friend, like just, just, you know, having coffee with a friend at like six feet distance. (laughs) It's just so beautiful these days, you know, because we don't really get that. So just having, having that, I think is going to be fun. Oh, good. I know I'm craving that like in-person social interaction so bad. I feel you. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So before I let you go, where can our listeners find you? Uh, Instagram, your website, stuff like that. So my website is uh, birthinstincts.com. And um, so is my Instagram. So again, just birthinstincts. And then my Facebook is birthinstinctsdoula. Perfect. So we'll link to all of those in the show notes so people can find you easier and connect with you. Mm -hmm. And yeah thank you so much for coming on and talking with me i loved having you on i love talking about all this stuff and nerding out on birth photography i know we're so nerding out here (laughs) i don't care i love it (laughs) thank you so much for having me it was fun thank you and for our listeners we'll see you next time guys bye Thank you so much for joining us here on Birth Reimagined. If you'd like to join our Facebook community, you can find us there at Birth Reimagined Family. And if you'd like to join our email list, you can get the link to that on the show notes for this episode. Being a member of our email list gets you access to all our freebies and makes sure you're kept in the loop whenever a new episode drops or we have anything exciting to share. Thanks again and see you next time.